That was very nice. I enjoyed that. Did you, you guys want to do it again? No. It sounded really good. I mean, you practice all this time. No, I'm serious. Would you like to do it again? Okay, they're going to do it again. And this time, pay attention. <clears throat> Class? <clears throat> oh, if you want to... Three, hold it, 331? Three... Three three one. One three three, yes. Uh, no. Okay, thank you. Welcome. Uh, We are glad you're here today. And those who are visiting us on Zoom, we're glad you're a part of the service as well. Uh, A couple of announcements. Um, Today, please see Jean Lutz if you want tickets for the Lenten breakfast because she's going to be sending back the extras. So uh, if you don't have the money today, we'll we'll figure something out. But she has the tickets now. also, we're going to be starting um, into Lent uh, starting uh, this week uh, with Ash Wednesday service, so I invite all of you to come. It's, it's a prayer service, a time of repentance uh, to get us ready, so that is Wednesday at 6.30. We also uh, ask you to pick up uh, the random acts of kindness uh, during this time. Maybe there's some uh, acts that you can add to this. Uh, this is just some ideas that during the Lenten season that you would um, do. I, I did add some. Uh, take your pastor to lunch. Take your pastor, get coffee. Bring donuts to the pastor. Take For those who didn't hear it, take your pastor out to the woodshed, and that's where the donuts are going to be. Thank you, Mike. Um, I'm, I'm sure you are. Uh, coffee Shop Theology uh, this Tuesday at 9, uh, Bible study tonight at uh, 6.30. Uh, and we have another re- announcement. Um, Donna? We are collecting clothing for the spring and summer giveaway. Um, gently used mended and 
clean for children and adults. You can place them in Fellowship Hall, the first door on the right in the very back of that area. And also, if you missed it, Ken Umberger had a birthday, 90th, at the beginning of February, and his address is posted on the bulletin board if you would like to send a belated birthday wish. So, uh, Ken Umberger turned 90, so uh, if you'd like to send him a belated birthday card, I'm sure he would love that. Then our clothing. And... Okay, any other announcements? Uh, Then let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, we have gathered into your presence. And so prepare our hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit so that everything that we do would praise and honor you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Am I on here? There we go. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. When you move, I'll move. I will follow. If this life I live 
serve, I'll serve. If this life I lose, I will follow. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. Let the love 
believe in the Holy Spirit. And He's given us new life. Believe in the crucifixion. We believe that He conquered death. We believe in the resurrection. And He's coming back. He's coming back again. seated now. Uh, we're going to hear from, before our prayer time, we're going to hear from um, Beth and Jean Stevenson. Uh, they sent this at Christmas and we've been having some difficulty getting it, but we want you to be able to hear this um, and what's going on in uh, their life. So, John. Hello, church family. It's Jean and Beth Stevenson on behalf of the Stevenson family, sending you a quick video update at the end of this year. Uh, first of all, to say thank you so much for your prayer support and your financial support throughout this year. It really does allow us to pursue the work that the Lord has us here to do. And that work is twofold. First of all, it is to minister to and with Native American peoples here in the Southwest United States. Initially, that took the form of my working at a Bible college here in Flagstaff, focused on training young Native men and women for ministry. We've moved on from that now, and I'm involved in a Native American church plant, and also have been invited to join a group of ministry leaders who have a heart for contextualized ministry among Native Americans. And so we're grateful for that. I continue to work on my dissertation. My dissertation also focuses on ministry among the Native American peoples. And so that continues to go uh, along pretty well, a lot of work, and is uh, ramping up. But that's not the only part of our ministry. Sure. So speaking of just working and living and being along indigenous peoples here, you know, one of the goals we have is to have a physical place, space for rest. And that includes ministry leaders and their families, but it has taken the form recently of us being able just to host a bevy of people, including an Apache woman that comes and, and just straddles her time between here and the reservation and uh, we are honored to to know her have her and be able to be a place of respite and rest and laughter um, and that's that's one of our other goals and god's been opening some really cool doors and some miraculous things so pray with us in the new year we're hopeful for home and we want to thank you again uh just for all of your support mm -hmm. and um as a token of our gratitude, just wanted to share a few verses from Scripture. They're familiar verses, but they might sound a little different because they're coming from a new translation of Scripture called the First Nations Version. And the First Nations Version really does try to capture the cadence and the hallmarks of Native American storytelling. And so Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 to 6 in the First Nations Version sounds like this. Whenever you come into my thoughts, I give thanks to my Creator. I always pray with a glad heart when I send up prayers for you, because from the first day until now, we have walked side by side in the telling of the good story. I have no doubts that the one who set your feet on this good path 
We'll keep walking it with you until the day that Creator sets free, Jesus, the Chosen One, appears. We are grateful for you. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and look forward to talking to you all again soon. Merry Christmas. Bye. That was sent at Christmas. So Merry Christmas from the Stevensons. So we are praying for them as they uh, are doing ministry uh, in um, New Mexico. New Mexico, right? Or Arizona? Okay, one of the western states, they're there uh, working, so uh, we'll keep them in prayer and continue to support. As we're coming to this time of prayer, I have a couple of things I want to bring up. Uh, First is to pray for Jean and Beth and their family uh, working out there. Also, um, I was just told this morning, Chris Cashella, Greg's wife, lost her uncle, um, he had been reported missing, and they found the, the remains, and so uh, Chris is taking it very hard, and so keep her in your prayers. Um, we are praying for Ukraine. Uh, we are supporting Ukraine in our prayers. Uh, Ken Sears is safe in Texas. Uh, he was to go back to the Ukraine um, in January, but he got sick, and so he is with his parents, and um, I found out that my cousin, who is a missionary in the Ukraine, uh, his family had actually, his wife and two children actually made it to the States um, about four or five weeks ago, and he has just made it safely into Poland. So um, we're praying for safety, but we're, we're praying that the citizens of Ukraine uh, will stand firm, and I think they will. So we need to be praying for them. Uh, the many Christians that are there in the Ukraine, we need to be praying as well. Uh, any other prayer concerns or praises that you have? Raise your hand so we have a... Okay, hold on. We have a... Aaron's coming. Uh, Donna had to go to the ER. She's been having a headache for about a week after her fall with her hitting the floor. And she's all, they told her it was all right. She had a CAT scan and a praise is my daughter's pregnant again and she's going to have another child that pray for her that everything will be all right and healthy. Thanks. Okay. So we're praying for Donna uh, and a praise for Tiffany. This will be her fifth child. Um, so praying, praying for her. And Donna, you're going to have more babies to watch over, so you're going to have to get well. Good. Any other prayer concerns or praises? Up oh, right here. Carol? This is a praise. I just am very thankful my husband and I were able to spend the winter here with our daughter and her family. Well, Carol, we're glad that you were able to spend time with us as well. So that is a praise. Any other prayer concerns or praises? Oh, Ron. I just want to thank everybody for their prayers. With my recent visit to the emergency room, 
We praise God that the medications are working well. I want to thank Pastor Charles and Kathy and and Brent and uh, the ER technicians that came to help me when I came home from the ER because I definitely needed help. We just thank God so much for his blessings. Well, Ron, we are praying for you and praying that those tremors will uh, be gone and praying for Jean as well, uh, taking care of you. Um, we also want to keep Ken Emberger celebrating 90, his 90th birthday. So that's a praise. Any other prayer concerns? A prayer. Oh. Uh, a praise for the young man in the back that turned 12 on Thursday. He loves his mom. <laughs> Why is he running away? I uh, know. Aaron, happy birthday. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, your mom loves you. And, and so does your dad. I, I needed to add dad in there. <laughs> Don't worry, Ian. It's going to be your birthday at some point. We'll, we'll do the same thing for you. Any other prayer concerns or praises? Then let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, these are challenging times. And yet through all of it, we look to you. This is where our strength and redeemer lives. We know that the things that happen in this world you told us about. You told us to be prepared And Lord, even when they come, we still sometimes um, look in shock and disbelief. But yet, you have been there. You bring us hope. You bring us joy. You bring us peace. Lord, we thank you that we can come to you at this time and lift up those that are suffering, those that are hurting, those that need your help now. Lord, we are grateful for those who are standing strong against evil every single day, whether it's in this country or around the world, that they stand firm on your foundation with both truth and grace. So Lord, I lift up those that are facing persecution, those who are suffering an unjust war. I pray for your response. For Lord, all of this is in your hands, and we trust you. We know that our salvation is secure in your hands, and so, Lord, we're not afraid. So, Lord, grant us the wisdom and the courage to face these days ahead through the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we lift up those that have lost loved ones, those that are struggling with illness, those that keep going to the doctor and and still there's no peace, no answers. But Lord, our hope and faith is in you. So Lord, we ask you to hear our prayers. Hear our hearts. So Lord, we, we celebrate 
with those who've had birthdays. We celebrate with those who have had anniversaries. And Lord, we lift up our children. We thank you for, for them. And so, Lord, hear our prayers. Hear our prayers, Lord. Hear our hearts. And we present all of this to you. In Christ's most holy name we pray. Amen.
Our scripture today is from John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. Peter and the other, other disciples started out for the tomb. They were both running, and the other disciple outran Peter and found the tomb first. He stopped and looked in and saw that the linen wrappings were lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived, and he went inside, and he noticed the linen wrappings uh, lying there. While the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For until then they hadn't understood the scripture that said Jesus must rise from the dead, and then they went home. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and she, as she wept, she stooped in and looked in. She saw the two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they've put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she replied, if you've taken him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. And she turned to him and cried out, Rabbani, which in Hebrew is for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go and find my brothers and tell them I'm ascending to the Father and your Father to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord, and then she gave them the message. May God add his blessings to this reading. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, guide my words and open our hearts and ears to your message. In Christ's name, amen. So we're finishing up the signs um, series that we started. And this is one of the most important signs. It's the resurrection. And so every gospel tells how Jesus died. But for us, that doesn't end the story. Because here's the most important sign. We've, we've looked at how Jesus has healed people. We looked at these amazing signs to show who he is. And yet this is what brings us together, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And how important it is for us to end this series on the resurrection just in time for us to go into the Lenten season. So we've looked at the signs, and all of them have been pointing to God's grace. He loves us so much. 
And now we're seeing God's power. After he was crucified, he's buried in a tomb. The third day, some of his disciples had gone, but the stone had been moved away. And still at that point of the story, they still really didn't understand. They knew something had happened. They knew he wasn't there, but they were still, it was still kind of hard of what exactly had happened. They knew something, but they weren't really sure. And it happens to be that Mary Magdalene is the one who finally understands. Can you imagine that Sunday? She's going and she's looking for Jesus. Maybe what the other women in the other Gospels had mentioned to go and to fully prepare Jesus' body for burial. They did not have time on Friday. It was taking the body down and they had to get it, the body into the tomb. So they weren't really ready to prepare the body. There wasn't enough time. The Sabbath was about to start. And so it was Sunday morning very early when they were coming back. And Mary couldn't understand. She, she was seeing, but it, she couldn't believe. So when the stone is rolled away, it's kind of like she couldn't Put it together. Even when the angel said, Who are you looking for? Didn't really put two and two together. And it wasn't until even Jesus said, Whom are you looking for? He didn't say what you were looking for. He said, Who are you looking for? And so Mary is, is just her, her eyes are still blind. She's weeping. She's crying. She can't pull herself together. And one of the most wonderful words that Jesus says is he calls her by name. He says, Mary. And instantly, everything changed. She knew Jesus. It's one of the things that we Uh, read about is that we will know Jesus because he will call us by name. He is the good shepherd. And our eyes open and she said, Rabbani. And it, by that, means my teacher. Now, at that point, Mary is wanting to celebrate. She's wanting to worship She's seen God, she's face to face, and there he is. And yet, Jesus says these words, don't hold on me yet. And and sometimes people get confused by that because we know that Jesus goes into the room with the disciples and tells Thomas, put your finger here. Put your hand in my side. So why didn't he want Mary to hold on to him? Because it wasn't the time to worship. It was time to go tell. Because in Mary's mind, 
I've got Jesus, I've held on to him, and we, we can have this moment together. But understand, Jesus' time on earth was very short, 40 days. There was a lot of work to do. Mary, you can worship another time, but there's work to be done. You have to go tell my brothers. And so Mary does exactly what Jesus says. She's, she goes to them and says, guess what? I have seen the Lord and then gives them the rest of the message. So in a sense, Mary is the first evangelist. She is the first one to share the good news, Jesus is alive. What an incredible story. Mary's eyes are open. And now, because her eyes are open, the first thing she wants to do is to worship God, but then God says, okay, that's great, that's wonderful, but there's things you've got to do. You've got to go out and you've got to tell people. You've got to tell my brothers. And when we come to worship, we get to be renewed, and then we need to go out and tell others, especially in a world that is so dark. Seeing pictures of Ukrainian Christians in the subway praying. Tell me about something dark going on, and yet they're praying to God. Telling the story of Jesus. In the midst of trouble, you're standing, sharing your faith with others. Somehow, Jesus is showing everyone how much he loves. God is showing how much he loves us. He's giving us his son. Jesus went to a cross and took all of our sins with him. So that we are free. And yet some of us take our freedom and do other things that are not pleasing to God. When Jesus died, there were two things that he told the world. First, that the punishment for sin is not the end of the story. There's something on the other side of that, and Jesus dying for our sins is proof of that. The other side of that is that God wants a relationship with us. Who else would send their son to die on a cross so that he could have a relationship with us, not for our lifetime, but forever? And all of this sounds impossible, and yet Jesus does this, and yet we, people don't see that. Jesus died for you and for me and for this whole world. He rose from the dead, and now the sign in heaven says, welcome home. So today we have to pray for those eyes to open. 
We pray, I pray, for those Russian soldiers who are going that their eyes would be open. I pray for the leader in Russia. I pray for those in China. I pray for those that the eyes would be open. I cannot stop and say, no, it's just for Christians. I want the eyes to open. Because if there's not Christ in their lives, then we know what will happen. The eyes have to be open. And we have to pray because not only do we pray for protection, but if we don't pray for the leader of Russia's eyes to open, then are we just doing it for just people that we love? I pray for the Muslims. I pray for the Hindus. I pray for those eyes to open because Christ died for the whole world. He didn't just die for Christians. He died for every single person. And the eyes have to be open. And it has to be the power of the Holy Spirit. And until we pray the Holy Spirit, then how can the eyes be open? And it can be. We can see as we go into spring how new life begins Wednesday. Uh, Sam was talking about new life that he saw in his garden. It's just a, everything was kind of dark, but it was that growth of new life coming up. A little plant wasn't very high, but there was some, in all of that darkness, there was a little bit of light. We know that one day God will make everything right, but until that happens, we need to be in prayer. We need to be together in prayer. This is why I hope that you would join me Wednesday as we come together and pray for this very dark world. Because we have to understand that death no longer has that sting because of Christ. The good news helps us to teach others about Christ. And the signs that John mentions in the gospel was showing that God has always been active in our lives and in the world. And now you and I are actually assigned to this world. Everything that we do from now on reflects God. Whether we're with people or not, we're representing God. We have to show everyone about repentance and forgiveness. And to show how we stand strong in the face of adversity, like the Ukrainian Christians are doing now. You and I have been sent into this world to spread the gospel so that others will believe in Jesus' name, start believing, and be saved. Amen? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we know that all of us, 
will die at one day, but those who die in the Lord will never die. We know this truth. We know that you have the power and the glory. We worship a living God. So Lord, on this day, help us. Help us to see you in all things and to pray for those who do not believe. Help us to be a witness in this very dark world. In Christ's name, amen. In the reflection time, I can only think about the Christians in Ukraine at this point. The the thinking of having to leave your home in the middle of the night or during the day and trying to get out. And yet there are those who are staying there. They are facing maybe certain death and yet refuse to leave. That says quite a bit of our faith. Do we have enough faith to stand our ground? Do we have enough faith to stand on the foundation of Christ? I hope so. This is what I want you to be praying about over the next few weeks. How strong is our foundation? Could we stand in the midst of adversaries? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we pray that we could be as strong as those that we see. And sometimes we feel that we may not be. And Lord, we're not. We're not that strong. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we can do the impossible. Only the strength of the Holy Spirit where we will stand firm. So Lord, help us to stand firm on this day for your glory and your glory alone. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
if everyone would take a seat for just a moment. This is something I've had to do uh, several times in my ministry, and it never gets easier. Let me read this letter. To my brothers and sisters in Christ, after nearly seven years as your pastor, it's with mixed emotions that I announce that I will be stationed in another church in July. After conversations and prayers with my wife, Kathy, our children, and leaders within the denomination, I've accepted the appointment as pastor of Bethany E.C. Church in Leesport, Pennsylvania, beginning July 1. It has been a privilege to serve as your pastor, but more importantly that, your brother in Christ. In good times and bad, we have supported one another through those moments. I hope your faith has grown in Jesus Christ during these years. I know my faith has grown. One of the reasons I am leaving is that I feel that I have taken you as far as I can. It is the right time for another pastor to come in and pick up where I left off. My prayer is that next pastor, with the Lord's help, will be able to lead this church to the next level. I hope you will give the new pastor the same support and encouragement that you've given me. All through the Bible, God's people have called or God's people are called to be ready to go where God is leading them. Kathy and I have answered the call time and time again. We trust in God's wisdom for the next chapter in our lives. It will never be easy to say goodbye to a church that we love. Our comfort is knowing that we are brothers and sisters in Christ forever, and that will never change. With Christ's love, Reverend Charles A. Walker. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, nothing ever is easy when we're saying goodbye, but Lord, you called us to be brothers and sisters in Christ forever. And Lord, on this next journey, I pray for this church. I pray for the next church that Kathy and I are going. We have done this so many times, and it's never, ever easy. But Lord, you are the God of all of us. And when you call us, we have to answer. So Lord, I know that there are going to be a lot of questions and things on people's hearts, but Lord, you've got this. So, Lord, guide us now. In Christ's most holy name, amen.